2: CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. We now take you to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. i got to tell you, I'm sitting here with... A buddy of mine that he was one of the first people that I met when we began to enter enter this this in- industry. He is truly an amazing, all around, uh, knowledgeable mover, shaker, history maker in this space, uh, and that's the way I see it. Y- you got to call it like it is, uh, Mr. Jerry Chustler. How are you, buddy?
3: Oh, good. Good to see you, Darren. Nice to be
2: he- nice to be here at a cannabis event. Absolutely. Um, so when I first met you, God, this is this is going back a couple of years now. Yeah, a few years. Probably
3: five years. Yeah, back. yeah. Uh,
2: you know, we, we sat down and, and you know, we, we talked about a variety of things. And at that point, I was jumping headlong into activism. And you, you'd long been in activism. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, what, what you used to be.
3: Well, I'm one of those survivors from the war on drugs. The first time I uh, entered forced retirement from the cannabis industry was uh, the night in 1974 when Nixon was telling the country he was going to resign the next day. Um, I was forcibly removed uh, from the cannabis industry by the state of New York at that time, and that's a story for another day. But as I managed to be one of the luckiest guys in the world and escape that disaster, became a lawyer... And the more I learned about the law and the Constitution and the fundamentals that this country is built on, the more I knew that Prohibition of Cannabis was wrong, that what they did to me as a kid was wrong, that you have a God-given right to get high in this country. And as a lawyer, I can explain why that is, but in my heart, I always understood it. And we continue to uh, try and push that now through business and economic uh, power rather than just the power of the words.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, you know, you've had a very interesting career as you've just alluded to, you know, coming in as an attorney, uh, you know, post-activist. You were an activist while you were an attorney for quite a while as well. Um, you know, and, and now, as I understand it, you, you got the capitalist bug bite. Is that, is that what I hear?
3: Well, I do. I, I descri- I, I describe myself as a reluctant capitalist. And as I really first had that capitalist, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, uh, the real breakthrough where things really, be, uh, the epiphany that I had, I spoke to my very idealistic, at the time, 15-, 16-year-old son who said, Dad, if you're trying to use economic force to create the social change that you wanted all your life, that is not selling out. So at this point, I am trying to marshal those economic forces. And right now, I'm not sure that uh, visible activism is the best thing to make that happen. So I have kind of rolled it back a little bit, and I'm trying not to be out there. But I am out there trying to make the economic, uh, power, marshal the economic power to make this thing work. Yeah.
2: And, you know, gosh, this is, this is such a great thing. And, and in doing so, in a little bit of a reinvention of yourself, um you know you you were one of the lucky few that uh of i believe it was 31 there were 31 licenses yeah. awarded um,
3: from 750 applications i would like to think we made our own luck we managed to uh we, we managed to figure out what the rules were and how best to uh have our best chances and honestly if the ping pong bowls were a little nicer to us we would add two licenses wow
2: oh, yeah can i tell you this is an amazing thing oh i when i read this Uh, that the Great Pumpkin had finally visited you. I I couldn't have been more happy for you, you know, uh, to be awarded a dispensary license in this state. Uh, You know, there's a lot of challenges for folks trying to get a license in this state. And, you know, I was not only surprised, I was extremely heartened and gladdened. Made me so happy to see that. So, you know, from all of us to you guys, congratulations for that.
3: I will say that uh, my future competitors, many of whom are my former clients in the cannabis industry, have been very welcoming and everybody says very happy for me. And in case you weren't aware of the quote that... uh, Darren was talking about. I had commented to the reporter for the Marijuana Business Daily that I've been like Linus sitting in the pumpkin patch. Only it's been 45 years I've been sitting in that pumpkin patch. I planned my first uh, store when I was 15. I'm 60 now. And last week the great pumpkin came. It was uh, my my efforts and my pure heart have been rewarded.
2: Well, now you can get out of the dirt and go wash those clothes from sitting in that pumpkin patch for 45 years, and uh, you know get get moving on with with the business of. Forwarding all those great ideas you had from an economic standpoint with, uh, you know, what some people would call a golden ticket. Uh, And and whether whether it is that or not, uh, to be awarded, you know, that is a fantastic thing. It is a truly amazing opportunity. I know you guys will maximize that. Now, we're sitting here in the middle of this big, big cannabis event right here in the middle of prohibitionist country, you know, albeit we're medical, this has been a very, very trying time over the past few years for the medical program, and now Prop 205 has made the ballot. Uh, For those who aren't aware of what Prop 205 uh, is, that is a legalization initiative right here in Arizona. Tell me from where you sit at the moment, you know, I know you're not supposed to ask, you know, yes or no on five, you know, but yes or no on, on 205.
3: Well, I'll certainly be voting for 205 and I would encourage everybody to do the same. In my, uh, seminar that i had here at this uh, conference i also mentioned i know a lot of people discussed it with the presidential election but look at the issues it, maybe they maybe you hate them all but there's a big difference one guy wants to bring in an absolute prohibitionist and drug warrior as his uh, as his uh, attorney general he's surrounding himself with people who want to take away who want to undo climate change uh, um, uh, uh, efforts and who want to take away women's reproductive choices um, and the other person at least supports uh these things, and she wants to push uh, for rescheduling the schedule too, which I admit is the capital is the corporate tool 's position, but nonetheless it 's a step in the right direction as opposed to giant steps in the wrong
2: direction absolutely, absolutely now now you know to to, to turn pivot a little bit here uh, with respect to the this conference that we 've just been mentioning, um, you know this is an amazing thing you know it took a long time for for something like this. Uh, on this scale to occur, what's your thoughts on on uh, the SWCC here in Arizona?
3: Very nice to see, especially here in Arizona. I believe our conservatism here in Arizona dislikes the government's overreach into your mind that they do through prohibition. I think that's more offensive than the evils of marijuana, which most people realize have been lies for 80 years. So I'm optimistic that it'll pass. I know there's some grousing that it favors the people in the dispensary issue, and I understand that concern. But at the same time, these are the people who spent the time, money, blood, sweat, and tears to get this industry to a point where it's at now. So while there may be some unfairness to it, it is not totally unfair by any stretch of the imagination.
2: And, and and we're we're moving in the right direction to help keep people out of jail.
3: Exactly. And there was just a study uh, published in the Times. They talked about it that more people are arrested for uh, possession of marijuana than for all violent crimes. Combined combined. So when a Bill Montgomery gives you that bullshit that, oh, we don't really arrest anybody, nobody really goes to jail for that, they are full of shit. And uh, you should not believe that for a minute. They just, they, the only addiction problem with cannabis is the addiction to the war on drugs money that law enforcement has. And until they let go of that, uh, we'll continue to fight them every inch of the way.
2: Powerful comments right here from Jerry Chesler, one of the new licensees here in Arizona. Jerry, Thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk with us, man. Good seeing you, Darren, and thanks for your today. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing. On location, only on
1: CannabisRadio.com.